correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Professor, an old journal, ominous cave paintings. A powerful and angry fay lady, with dominion over, as a certain poet once put it, nature red in tooth and claw. What had seemed to be a simple trip to find an answer has only led to more questions and greater danger. Now the gang is trapped in limbo between two magical realms. One a realm of predatory flora, the other an infinite salt desert with no sun. If they are to survive, they must escape this limbo, but they will find leaving far more difficult than arriving. So, the savagely beautiful she-woman purred as she slid over the threshold into the vine-wreathed home. They left you behind, old man. How soulless of them. It was my choice. The Navajo elder answered simply, This is my home. Do you not fear death? I have no fear of what comes next. You have more cause to fear than I. Her laugh was both pain and pleasure, a myriad of warring sensations, but none with the power to move him. <laughs> and why is that, old one? You have the flaw of all immortals, he replied. You underestimate the power that a few determined mortals possess when they stand together. That is why your plans will fail. The she was silent for a moment before she began to laugh once more. <laughs> Perhaps you are right, old one, but you are wrong about at least one thing. She leaned in, her ruby red lips close enough to tickle the hairs on his ear. It's not my plan. Before he could register that thought, vines lashed out from all sides, impaling him. The she-woman turned to where the portal had been, a smile spreading across her face. Good luck, children. Take your time. I thought she was the big bad! Sorry. That is, that is by far my favorite opening. Everything about that was... I, I thought so good. Was, yeah. I like the ones where people die. <laughs> That's just me. Someone did die. Were there any that someone didn't die? Not fair, I guess. <laughs> Actually, yeah, hold on. 
Oh, the ones where the skinwalker was just talking casually with her. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. I guess then I like the ones where the people that die fear death. Oh, wow. I'm going to oh, go. Wow. I think really? I need a bitch. She's in an interesting space right now. I like the oh, ones where no. the people actually fear death. Yeah. There is a special kind of tension that comes with that horror, that desperation to survive, but knowing that they won't. Yeah. It's true. And I think I like it because of the fact that he was different. And, and it also allowed for, uh, I don't know, interesting things to occur. So you're in this limbo and like after just this warping sensation, it stabilizes somewhat into you are currently in the infinite salt desert. It is lit, but you can see no source for this light. There is no sun in the sky and it is just an endless, flat, salt-coped desert, as far as you can see. Oh, my. Okay. And, of course, Voltaire currently has a bush growing out of his chest. Okay, true. that's priority. How fast, how fast? How fast is the bush growing? It's not, like, going to overcome him in a matter of seconds, but bushes definitely aren't supposed to grow this fast. It's bad. And I'm currently unconscious. He's so. unconscious. I feel like you'd rather stay that way. I feel like <laughs> I'd rather stay that way. Uh, no cell service, I'm assuming. <laughs> you can always try. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. Does anyone have any bright ideas? Um, I have painkillers, that's it. care of this bush, I think, before we do anything that's growing out of Altair. And how would you recommend we deal with the bush? How, though? What was that? I screamed, how, though? So, Eliana. goblin-like... <laughs> It was gross, whatever it was. Well, it's right. recorded, so we'll we'll be able to hear it later. You're welcome. Yep. Um, suggestion is either we try to prune it out, but that could take a little bit too long, or you somehow magically extract it from him. I'm not exactly, like, super skilled. I don't know how to feel this thing out and extract it. I'm not a magical surgeon. Can somebody put some painkillers in me so I can contribute? Yes, um, Eliana's doing that. She's probably doing that as soon as they step through the portal. Okay. Like, so, whatever's happening, whatever, right. you're dying. Right. So, just more for my sake, because this is a mm. question that Caden would not be able to get. What exactly does the bush growing out look like? It is because he was impaled like in like his chest or like in his stomach right from behind, right? Mm -hmm. And so, is it like growing out like this, or is it trying to just expand, kind of thing? Um, oh. it's ex expanding in all directions. Okay, F that is even worse than I thought. Okay, that's bad. Can I just first of all, Voltaire? How many <laughs> painkillers do you want? How many does he need? How many do you need, my guy? I only need one to regain consciousness. All right, you got one of those and a little bit of good stuff, because I, I don't want to accidentally choke you to death. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, thanks. Thanks. I happy, happy birthday. You're conscious. Welcome back to life. Hope you have a good time with it. Yeah, there's, there's floral flowering in you. Yes. Welcome yeah, back. it's not to, great. Welcome back to life, I guess. <sighs> burn, burn this. We're working on it. Burn it. Burn it? Burn it? Burn it. Burn it. You want us to light you on fire. Okay. I guess everyone step back. <clears throat> you're you're sure about this. Do you see any other way of getting this out of me? Hey, <clears throat> just want I if we had time I'd get it in writing. <laughs> oh gosh. This is not a good idea. No, it's not. Uh, success with a triumph. Oh. 
It doesn't hurt. Never mind. <laughs> it, just, it for sure catches fire. Oh, I'm sorry. It's That's going to sure. hurt. It won't hurt as much as I was planning for it. Right. Hurt. It puts me back to one over my wound threshold. Um, that was actually the plan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so what is this? How much okay. does this cause? I was going to make you suffer another five. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So Joan, like, reaches out her hands. Incende. And <laughs> it looks like you lit a fuse burns right through the bush in an instant. And yeah, so you are going to take uh, two wounds, but it is going to cauterize. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's the benefit of a flash fire. Just a Bless. I'm at 14 out of 16 wounds. Rianne is going to grab his emergency medical pack and do some uh, me- medicine check on you. Do you have any ranks in medicine? I can put ranks in medicine right now. No, you can't. Otherwise, no, you can have that. whatever you wanted whenever you needed okay. it. Right. Did you specifically wait? You can do intense focus, but the phrasing was wrong. You, you can intend- I would intensely focus on not having any skills in medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a flipping coin gives reason uh, to fear. Okay. Okay, technically there was a reason, but nothing happened this time. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. So yeah. Here's an idea. I have ranks in medicine. It would be harder, but at least I have ranks. You could you assist. Also tell him what to do. Yeah, I that's can... your assisting. He could borrow your ranks. All right, so all I use intense focus once, okay. so one strain. So I have three intellect. What is your ranks in medicine? One. One. Okay, yep, that's two yellow, one green. With the emergency medical kit, which helps a little. Mm-hmm. And you are not currently over your wound threshold, but you're close, so that's mm-hmm. two special dice. And we're going to add a blue die due to the fact that the wound has been recently cauterized. Yes. Nice. Full beans. Okay. Wow. Triumph. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am a great this with your guidance. Uh, you heal six wounds and one strength. Wow. Look at this boy. Yeah, okay. oh, just like, all right, hold still while I try to help you out with this. Okay. Nice. We're good. Yay. Wait, where do you at? Where do you at? Where do you at? I'm at eight wounds and okay. okay, okay, that's fine. That's workable. Is the okay. bush growing back? No, the bush is gone. It's been oh, okay, yay. Good. All right, we can oh, all take a gosh. slight sigh of relief. Is there blood everywhere? The blood was mostly dried up in the flash fire. Mm. Is there blood on me and Caden? Because we dragged him through. Whoa. Yes, there he is. Awesome. No breaths of relief for me. Wait, what? We're fine. So while all of this was occurring, Caden actually was uh, standing to the side, just kind of like stoically. I just for fun, this more for narrative things. He's gonna attempt to just have some kind of perception check on the waste. I don't. He's not expecting to get anything from it. Is he, he's, is he in his blind mode right now? Currently, yes. Okay, you hear nothing besides the group. Okay, and you smell nothing besides the group and salt. There are no sounds coming from anywhere else. Well, sounds more or less what he expected. 
Like we're all basically in a sensory deprivation room. Like those uh, rooms where there's no sound whatsoever. Hey, and they have salt too. Look at that. Yeah, minus the water and the fact that we're here, you're in a sensory deprivation tank. Minus the water that plus feels so the smell strange. of salt, sweat, blood, roses, nastiness, generally. Uh, not really roses anymore. Now it's the smell of burnt fire. Liana smells like roses. Anyway, but just narratively, like, if anyone was to look over, it's just him just kind of standing by himself, not moving or anything. Okay. I'm not looking at you, so I know. I'm just, I know. I'm just, this <laughs> so is what's happening. Tending to Voltaire's wounds, All right. And, and also, that would take a bit. How long would this take? 15 minutes at least. Okay. So, after about 15 minutes, we're into it. All right. That should hold you for a little while. If you did everything I told you, yes, yes, it should. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, our environment seems pretty stable. For the moment. So. Yep. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. I knew that's um, what it was. Says that. Love that. So I knew welcome. that's what the coin was for. <laughs> the world suddenly shifts, nice. and the infinite salt flat is gone, replaced by a massive forest, overrun with vines and thorns, and some very hungry-looking giant Venus flytraps. Not stable. Not stable. Not stable. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know what's happening. Voltaire, hang on. Does he have his shotgun? Does he have his bag of holding? Yes, that was that's currently in one of his pockets. So yes, I think he has a shotgun. Yeah. I think dang it, he's going through snipers like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> so actually like as the world changes, Caden kind of stumbles back a little bit because he experiences sensory whiplash. Where before there was nothing. Nothing but salt to all of the sounds of this forest and the smells of all these plants. Yeah, it's, he's he's not having a good time right now. Rian just turns to Joan. Joan, I don't suppose you have an explanation for what's happening, do you? Uh, no. Oh, dear. I mean, we were in the desert. Now we're in a place with a lot of very nasty looking. That's very hungry at the moment. <laughs> and we were before this just in the desert, and then there were lots of gnats, nasty looking plants. So exactly, I don't know, just an idea. Um, <laughs> what do we do? I think the more important question is, Joan, do you have any idea how we can get ourselves out of here? Um, I could try opening another way, but we would have to move a bit. If I open a way right here, then we'll just be back where we came from. Uh, All right. That's fair. How far do you think we need to move? Uh, I have no clue. Space is weird here. Can I make a check to look for like some sort of path? Not like a natural path, but a man-made path? <laughs> sure. Um, survival, I have... Two yellow, one green. I have forager, so that takes away two black dice from survival check. Okay. Let me uh, flip the story point. Flip it back. Flip it back. <laughs> what are you doing? You're getting all those many dice. So you have to walk away from the group a bit, but you're able to find a small path. All right. Um, and now you're going to have to make a vigilance check. Oh, joy. You got some threats on your survival check. Here. No. While, while Wait a minute. Brienne is wandering off, you just hear Voltaire just like, well, this looks 
This looks mighty stable. Eliana <laughs> is not working. How did you do it? <laughs> um, all right, you failed. Okay, so we see um, Rianne walk away a bit. Um, did you say anything when you found the path? Uh, Prioritize, I found I was like, all right, look, I found a path over here. All right, once we hear that, then we hear Rianne shout in surprise ah! as a thorn vine wraps around your leg and whips you up into the air. No. Uh, a little help here! Uh, Eliana stops laughing hysterically. Wait, okay, hold on. Uh, this is going to be five damage. <gasps> is that ignoring soak or not? It's not ignoring soak. So I only take two. Um, and you are now ensnared. You cannot perform maneuvers. Uh, <laughs> you can perform actions, but not maneuvers. Yeah, you're dangling up in the air by your leg. Um, wait, just, just to clarify, did... Did Rian say anything before he went off alone to get that no. path? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> he just walked off and I was like, hey guys, I found a path. Whoa! Is he just hanging there or is there, is there, are we fighting something? Um, yeah, combat starting. Oh, okay. gosh. Voltaire, Voltaire has his shotgun out. I have quick draw and quick draw and so I can pull a few things, or at least two weapons. I would love to see Rianne do this entire battle hanging upside down. <laughs> it would be quite incredible. Okay. And succeed. Caden uh, has his heavy pistol out as he's making his way over there because he doesn't know exactly what's happening yet. Caden. I have a freaking pea shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Voltaire. Your, your compatriot is currently hanging upside down by his ankle. You do realize he's your compatriot too, right now. I know. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm trying not to think about it. Okay. So actually, you guys don't have time for uh, all this conversation. This is as we're running there. I'm assuming. Running? He st- took like a couple steps away. Like, to the left. Yeah, he's oh. not that far away. No, no these are just the oh. right size. They, they don't actually look like this. Okay. Oh, um, they are this size, though. For the listener, we have some big boys. You see, um, Rianne is <laughs> dangling. Help! Help! Uh, actually, no, that's just me, not Rianne. Oh, this is fine. This is fine. Angling. I fine. This is fine. As several giant Venus flytrap heads come out of the general foliage. The people are making vigilance checks. Um, Rianne is automatically at the end of the turn order. <gasps> That's fair. I think you should try to talk to the plants about Legos. <laughs> what are we, Merle? Rianne would know nothing of Legos, only of plants. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think you they'll don't understand it. You don't know their lives? Yeah, but... Can we? None of us here can actually talk to plants. I'm pretty sure. Plantsist. Plantsist. I could try. I wouldn't go up. I, I believe you're trying to say a botanist. Plantsist. Oh my gosh, I can't. I can't. Supernatural. Nice. All right, Eliana, vigilance. Huh? Um. Yes, I'm paying attention. Two yellow, one green. Nice. Wow. Trying. Oh, hey, never mind. I was about to hate on my own stats, but never mind. Caden. Two yellow, two blue. Eliana goes first. How thick is the vine holding him up? Mm, Not super thick. It'd probably be pretty difficult to shoot just the vine itself. All right. Where's it coming from? Uh, It's coming from the giant Venus flytrap in the center. Okay. Wait, are there two or three of them? There are three. Oh. Cool. 
How far away are we from them? We would be at medium range since we were just running over. And where are they in relation to us? Well, Volterra is walking. Are they all ahead of us? Sorry, Volterra is standing? Um, are they all ahead of us? Yeah. Alright. Man, my heroic ability is useless. (laughs) Like, hey, plant! Oh, did I meet you at that one party? Oh my Uh, gosh. (laughs) We're gonna just shoot at... The one that's holding Rian, I okay, guess. So, in relation to me, how close are these Venus flytraps? One is engaged. Yes, I know that. The other is two are short. Okay. One of them is very engaged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in the sense that he is literally, or it is literally wrapped around you. I don't know if they have it in here. It's hard. Anyways. It's a magic plant. It's, 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 you don't know. Yes, yes. I, I don't actually care what they're going to think gender. They're plant. <laughs> eat you. Let's get to that. <laughs> Let's get to the fighting, please. Two yellow and one green in range light. Currently better than me. <laughs> what? Are you moving closer or staying at your current range? I'm staying I'm staying at my current range. Thank okay. you very much. Voltaire made a joke. Eliana laughed bitterly and slightly hysterically, and then she pulled out her gun and shot at the thing. Like that's the sequence of events. Alright, um, how much damage does your gun do, base damage? Six. All right, Joan's turn. Wait, did um, that succeed or fail? Oh, she succeeded. She hit. Um, it's still up though. She just shot a plant with a bullet. Yep. So the like the bullet hit and the plant let out like the weirdest shriek you've ever heard. I don't know exactly how to describe a plant shrieking, but it did. Okay. Um, it's a um fairly aromatic shriek. Ooh. Um, ooh. What? I, I appreciate that. Plants scream with smells. They do. They do. Oh. I like this. Thank you. Uh, that's that's cut grass mm. is the grass screaming. That probably makes it harder for kids. Does it? I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> what was that? Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, this thing shrieks and it fills the air, smell of its pain. And Joan, who has recently seen how effective fire is against plants. Oh, dear. I like this plan. This is a great plan. Um, She's going to get into short range, though. Um, Joan, don't burn me to a crisp, though. Incendiate! <laughs> it erupts in flames. <laughs> and it uh, drops you as its vines shrivel and die in flames. It is now dead, and you are having a short-range fall. So oh, shoot. You're going to no. check to reduce the damage as you fall. Athletics, because that's currently uh-huh. coordination. Bye. Uh, I hate falling down. Say goodbye to your shoulder or whatever. Say just goodbye. Yeah, say, say goodbye to your least favorite limb because it's going to be incapacitated. That's going to be able to help you with this, like cat fall or anything. I thought about putting that on, but never got to it. Okay. Shoot. Um, so you're going to take um, ten damage and ten strength, which is nice. minus. Oh my God. Two. So that makes it eight and nine because of the reductions. The wounds are reduced by soap, but the strain is not. How you doing, buddy? He's knocked out. Yeah, because he awesome. he'd spent unconscious at fourteen out of twelve strain. Yeah, right, this is fine. Uh, actually, I think I'm gonna throw him as it's doing its death flare. Uh, <laughs> Frozen. You just hear uh, it. And crash. Boom. You hit your head against a tree, and you are out. Oh, flip. And And so that puts you now at medium range from one of the plants, but still short range from the other. Ain't gonna matter. The one that's closer to you is, well, (laughs) you're now an easier victim. Yeah. So it is now Voltaire's turn. Can Voltaire make a Molotov 
Molotov cocktail. Molotov cocktail. He has a bottle. You he have has a, a bottle, bottle of the, the good, good stuff. stuff. Do you have a lighter? No, not currently. Who's gonna go ask Joan? Just like, hey, you mind setting this on fire? She already kind of did. Can I? Would it be easier for someone to have a lighter? Yeah. Can I flip a story point to have a lighter? Yeah, anyone can flip a story point. I would like to flip a story point to have a lighter. Excellent. Okay. Okay, So yeah, it's going to take a maneuver, though, to make the Molotov cocktail. Eliana reaches into her purse, shoves aside the cigarettes. She's desperately trying not to smoke in this last couple weeks. (laughs) And (laughs) chucks a lighter over there. Thank you, Eliana. She doesn't say anything back. So that's two maneuvers. One to make the cocktail and the other to get the lighter from Eliana. I will take two strain. That is noted. Okay, we'll do that. For other thing, range light. <laughs> range light. <laughs> I know mean, um, I'm great at range handy, but what's your range I kind of don't have any range light. Oh, cool. what's your agility? Awesome. My agility is two. You could cool. give it to someone who does. I You're guess. also going to need to get into... Can, you can't do assisted checks when you've got, like, a turn order, right? I don't know. He could use, I guess, the other maneuver to toss it to Kate. Nope. It's a bad go. idea. Well, actually, I just realized we're in a tough position because you are at medium range. I am at medium range. I'm pretty sure you mm. don't have a talent that allows you to throw things at medium. So you can't use the cocktail. Can I give it to someone who can? Yes. You could toss it to Caden. 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 <laughs> don't tell me you're about to throw something. <laughs> I'm giving it to you. Okay, 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 okay. All right. So he'll take he'll take the Molotov. I just love the visual of Eliana chucks a lighter to Voltaire. Voltaire lights the cocktail. He throws it to Caden. I hope that Caden is next. Teamwork, everybody. Caden is next. Okay. All right. Blows up. Um, So he's at medium range too, right? Yep. All right. He's moving into short. Because we can throw from short, right? Yep. Okay. He'll spend his maneuver to go into short. He'll take two strain to aim because he needs to be able to actually know where these things are. So there's currently one. Is it engaged with Rian as it's trying to eat him? Or is it still um, at short? short range from Rian, but the, their vines can reach into short range. Can you tell me exactly what a Molotov does in terms of, like, blast slash spread slash damage? Um, it doesn't currently have stats, so I have to make them up. Uh, um, it definitely has the burn quality. Good. Um, that's a good... That's my weapon, so it will add an automatic threat. It would have some amount of blast quality, but you don't ever have... To, like, But that takes advantages to activate anyways, so you don't have to activate the blast quality. Okay, that's fair. Uh, if you got a despair or something, I could activate blast quality for you. You'd have to get a despair, though. Go for a despair. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Or I guess enough threats. If you had enough threats. Caitlin, stop it. You're in a state today. I don't know what's with you today. I got four and a half hours of sleep, and I only have one functional eyebrow, so my faces look crazy. I'm not even focused on the facing. Oh, it's throwing you off. Okay, well, it's throwing me off, okay? All right. Okay, Um, what's your range like? All right, we're just going to risk it. We got to risk it for that biscuit. Uh, So, (laughs) cunning four. I believe I haven't put it up to three yet, so it's probably two. And I'm going to flip a story point. I'm flipping it back. Yes. All right, success. And you can activate one of the qualities. <laughs> the burn quality, please. All right, uh, it takes a good chunk of damage. It's still up, but it is now on fire. On its turn, it's going to take that same damage, right? That's how burn works, right? Yeah, so it takes base damage each turn following. So what's the base damage? Uh, six. It's good. Then it is the plant's turn. Which you want that's on fire. Ah, is it going after me or is it? Uh, no, it's going to lash out at the person who set it on fire. 
It has other priorities. Story point, I am enhancing this thing's attack. Uh, I'm putting it back. Ooh, triumph. Yeah, flip. Uh, or fail the triumph. Success with the triumph. Yeah. Right, snapping jaws, which are currently on fire, snap over Caden. I thought you said it's vines get hit from short range. Oh, you're right. Sorry, it's vines attack you. That's my oh, bad. Thank you. Bless. Goodness me, I was about to get real nice. <gasps> Flaming thorny vines hit you. Yeah. Slightly better. Right? So it did still take the six at the start of its turn, right? It's just not dead yet? Yeah. Okay. It is not yet dead. Lameness. Not today, death. All right. With that triumph, mm. in its attack, it's going to light your clothes on fire. Oh, ah! joy. No. Stop, drop, and roll, buddy. The attack itself is going to do seven damage. Everybody knows that when, when you throw a Molotov cocktail at a giant plant spider monster uh, to light it on fire, he, it's going to light you on fire right he's back. He's at currently oh, 8 out of 15. Oof. Uh, All right. Um, so the third plant monster is going to attack Joan. I feel so extremely helpless. You did what some damage. I don't know if feels extremely You had helpless. a lighter. That's true. Rian is currently I, passed out. And I love how your defensive of my usefulness is you had a lighter. It misses. Oh, oh bless. Joan is fortunate. Um, yeah, so this thing lashes out at Joan. And Joan, like, drops to the ground as this thorny whiff just goes right over her head. Yeah, Caden can't always do that. The smell was getting to him and just like, what was that? Oh! (laughs) And then suddenly we're in the salt flats again, and the plant monsters are gone. (sighs) Okay, going to Rian, giving him painkillers. Caden's dropping. all I've got. Caden's dropping on the ground, rolling. (laughs) That That he can do by himself. Okay, um, so yeah, you're going to want to make an athletics or coordination check to put out the fire. Ah. It'll be athletics, just with no ranks, just three brawn. Soft drop and roll. I don't know how hard fire things are, so. I mean, you said you're helping, you're trying to pat him down. Yeah. Hair runs over to pat him down and he stops drawing the rolls. You're going to take one strain, but other than that, you're good. All right, that's not so bad. Uh, that could that could be worse. Although oh, you would, did need to take, uh, I forget to mention, you did need to take um, four damage from being on fire. Uh huh. I took one from that. You want like a discipline check to recover strain right now? You're <laughs> unconscious, so you can make zero checks. Uh, do, would painkillers help? Would that do anything? Well, no, 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 no. no, no. Kind of needs an energy drink. Right yeah. Now. Uh, shoot. Oh, sorry. I don't have that kind of drugs. My bad. We've only got downers. Caden has one. Would um, you like a cigarette? Think, Joan. Yeah, Joan has some. Okay. So yeah, Joan is going to um, shove some painkillers down your throat and wash it down with a monster. <laughs> Delicious. I this this world we've created, people. So okay, what do I recover? Four wounds. Four wounds and five strength. Delish. Is <laughs> <laughs> it time for the painkillers? Or? Yes. Yay, six hours on painkillers again. Well, yeah. actually, it doesn't reset the time. You, that's the time you have for this painkiller. So after the hour goes, I regain five of those wounds? Yeah. Yeah, until they're healed away. Yeah! Painkillers are helpful, but they are no substitute for actual medicine. No. So Rian just wakes up. He's got a little bit of uh, eyes wide because of that monster and caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> then he just brings a hand to the back of his to his head. He's like, Ugh. Now, Caden thanks Voltaire for his assistance with with the fire thing, and uh, briskly makes his way over to Rianne 
and it's first like, are you all right? Aside from the worst headache I've had in quite some time, and the still sore body after that, I'm okay. Where where are you not sore? (laughs) Take a guess. Caden will, (laughs) as he then pokes him with his cane, wherever he guesses the sore is not. He's going to do it in uh, his chest. Ouch! Why did you run off into the woods by yourself and not <laughs> tell anybody. Last I checked out, I took like three steps. I wasn't exactly going that far away. Oh, and three steps was clearly enough for us to get into a whole heap in trouble. You know, one step for each of those monsters. <laughs> I was trying to find a path that could be easy for us to travel down. My point is that you didn't tell anybody or ask for help. You don't just run off into the woods by yourself if there's others with you, man. I didn't think we'd be attacked by giant Venus flytraps. And we saw how well that worked out. (laughs) All right, speech given. Speech given, everyone alive, lesson learned. Let's, can we run now? Can we run now? Are we good? Anyone got something they want to get off their chest or can we run for our lives? Yeah, let's move, but I don't know if like running is the best idea. We might want to conserve our energy just a little bit. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, as as much as I would like to, Eliana, I don't think I'll be running anytime soon. Not me, me neither. Same with me. Then we better move now, probably. Jones starts walking. Eliana ineffectively tries to pull Rianne to his feet. Uh, Rianne stumbles a bit, but he does get on his feet with her, with Eliana's help and thanks her. <laughs> okay, she doesn't say you're welcome or anything. She just starts walking. Oh boy. Yeah, Voltaire is hobbling. He hobbled after John. Ryan is calmly walking but slightly stumbling. Caden's following with a little bit of support on his cane. Okay. This is fine. This, yeah, this, <laughs> this is fine. This, this, is, this is excellent. This is perfectly fine. This is excellent. We're fine. Um, so you walk for a few minutes and there is no change that you can tell. You can identify nothing different about your current location than where you were before. The ground is identical. The sky is identical. There's nothing on the horizon. Just walking. Okay. Maddening. Do I feel different? Because, I mean, obviously the trauma, the anxiety, the fear, (laughs) but like the, like, fey-wise, do I feel different? Just a little bit. You can feel that something's different, but like you can't put your finger on it. Okay, cool. Is the smell of roses that he got from his initial perception check increased? Ooh. Yes. Um, yeah, Eliana does smell more of roses than she did before. Caden. <laughs> yes? Oh. Looking out across the salt flat, you, for a second, think you can see. Can I see? I don't think he for a second thinks he can see anything. Oh, I know. Okay, fine. Continue, continue. Despite your current visual situation, Mm -hmm. you somehow see silhouetted against the darkness of your vision the outline of a woman. And you catch the whiff of a familiar scent. Can can he make out anything other than the silhouette itself? No. He pauses. Like he he stops walking. Walks up next to him. Everything all right, Caden? He doesn't say anything. He seems to 
not have words. Caden mm. hears faintly as if from a great distance. Why? Why'd you do it? Why? having a good day or night or morning or whatever the heck or or timeless timeless void space yeah that's a sentence we said um anyway i hope you are enjoying the episode if you are tell a friend and if you're worried about them like queuing up episode one and going hey first of all this is three hours long. Secondly, this sounds and feels bad on my ears. What the heck, for friend? I, what is this? Um, if you're worried about that, like I was and still am, then never fear, because for some time pretty soon I'm going to be going back and splitting those first two mega sessions into four episodes, which, if you're binging this after the fact... A surprise! It didn't used to be this way. As for the audio quality, well, I'm sure you've noticed at this point in the episode that it sounds a little different than usual. Uh, remember when I said at the very beginning of the podcast that the first session is gonna sound kind of weird because we didn't get the recording space that we wanted for that week? and that it didn't happen again after that? Well, I forgot about this one. <laughs> but there's an upside, which is that over the past 11 episodes, I have gained more than my none knowledge about how to edit audio, and through my rage and frustration at the space that we recorded this session in, have applied those new... I don't want to call them skills, abilities, those new tips and tricks that I have figured out to make it sound better. And now, when I go back and split up those those previous episodes, I can make the, the first one sound better also. So you can recommend it to your friend. That's where we started this. I got a little bit lost, but we're back now. So don't even worry about it. Tell a friend. And if you are worried about it, just wait two weeks after this episode <laughs> comes out. And hopefully that's when I will have done the thing that I said I would do. Anyway, at this time, we would also like to give a shout out to Annalie Cryer, our patron, our shout out level tier patron. Thank you so much. We really, really do appreciate all that you do to support us and to support the podcast and just to be a rad, cool, awesome person. If you also want your rad, cool, awesome personhood announced to the, to the world, 
go to patreon.com slash the Genesis Archives and chuck a couple dollars in our general direction. You can also find us at thegenesisarchives.tumblr.com, the Genesis Archives on YouTube and Facebook, and at Genesis Archives on Twitter. We also have a Discord server that you can come and hang out on and chat about nerd stuff or story stuff or school stuff or hear about random behind-the-scenes goofs and such and things. There's a bunch of cool people in there, and we would love to have you over for a cool, fun, internet pizza party time. You you and your friends. Bring bring plus twelve. Plus in infinity. <laughs> bring bring as many people as you want. Ideally that you have introduced to the podcast. I hope to see you there soon. Doing the I'm saluting you with the bat. it's an audio medium. Um <laughs> anyway, uh I'm now going to hand it over to presumably myself selling you something. And then Baron will take it away with what is my favorite mechanics moment subject. I hope you enjoy it just as much as I do. Catch you later. Hello again, everybody. This is Baron coming at you with our final mechanics moment of the season. There could be another one coming up uh, regarding agency decisions, but uh, that will be determined at a later date. The topic of our discussion today is character motivations. If you look on the back of the character sheet for Genesis, there are four empty boxes labeled motivations, and they should have four separate labels of desire, strength, fear, and flaw. And the easiest way to explain it is usually these are defined as one word ideas that summarize the desire, strength, fear, and flaw of your character. And these motivations act as the cornerstones for your role-playing experience. We've already gone through the whole other process of character creation, spent the experience, got the talents and gear, and got the career going. Now the character actually needs a good framework and personality. The backstory will help with that, but these motivations will be the primary things that you need to remember when playing your character, the things that truly move these character in fun and interesting directions. You can look in the handbook under each of these motivations. It's after the purchasing of gear that you'll find the motivations, and they even will list some options if you're having trouble deciding what motivations can be and how they work. Remember that these are very personalized. You do not have to do it this way. You don't even have to do it last as it does in the Genesis handbook. This is all purely based on your path of inspiration, so do it at your own pace and when you're ready to do it. Now, each one I'll cover very quickly, and then I'll give an example of a potential Unseen World character uh, so you get a good feel of how motivations work in regards to how to play a character. So the first one is pretty simple. It's desire. I mean, most of these are self-explanatory, so a desire is something that a character wants. It could also be something that a character wants to achieve. It's something that a character is working towards throughout the campaign. Good examples of this would be something like justice or even revenge. That's a very specific and singular motivator, but it still works because it is definitely the thing that your character desires the most. And definitely something to keep in mind uh, throughout the story is 
if your motivation or your desire does not directly line up with what's happening in the story, that might pull or push your character away from the party or from the story itself, causing some interesting role-playing events to occur. Coming behind desire is a character's fear. A character's fear is, you know, something they're afraid of, but it often is something that hinders their ability to obtain what it is they desire. It's a little stumbling block in a way. Make sure that you are very specific when giving this to your GM, because your GM can, if it's anything like our GM, Jonathan, he'll find a way to make some crazy nightmare scenario so he can work off your greatest fear. I mean, not always, but you'll see. A fear could be something like fear of loss, fear of change, or fear of anything other than really just spiders. Spiders can act as injuries, and you can put that on your character sheet if you want, but it's more of something that really prevents your character from progressing in small ways or in big ways. You know, it depends. Again, there's a lot of flexibility with these. Following that up, remember that our characters are not perfect, so of course every character should have a flaw, something that really impacts their ability to progress as a character, something about their personality that could be a quirk in a way, but something that really just kind of holds them back or is just something that really doesn't help them in any situation. The most common one I'd say for characters would be something like pride, um, but things like greed, selfishness, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a negative thing. It's just something that really kind of puts your character in bad situations at the absolute best or worst of times. However, we're not completely void of, you know, good Everyone has both good and bad in them, and therefore everyone has a flaw. Well, they also have a strength. A character's strength is simply something that they're very, very good at. Something that they excel at, or what helps them get through most uh, situations the easiest. Uh, good examples of strengths could be something like determined, or someone is adaptable, or someone is just very knowledgeable, or even assertive. There's a lot of ways in which you can play with that. You could be more material or more abstract in your description, but overall that's how it works. And when you find the one word to describe it, I like to fill the box with a short summary of how it relates to the character. And that helps me think about things when I need to refresh myself on, okay, what are the characters' motivation? What are they? Oh yeah, that's their thing. Yeah. And these are, again, all separate from the backstory, though your backstory should be the basis of where all these come from. And so with that, we'll go into, hopefully, a very quick explanation of a potential character. So let's imagine a doctor who is also a magus in the Unseen World. That means that they grew up being a target of monsters and others, throughout most of their lives and it's why most of the maguses or the magi have just disappeared or are extinct they're very rare things but they're the only ones who have the ability to use true magic this doctor grew up most of their life hating being attacked by monsters and therefore has actively tried to hide their ability to use magic so that they can stay in hiding and not be attacked and they decided to live their life by going through college and receiving a medical degree so that they can help people now during some kind of trip, uh, somewhere outside of where they normally live, they stumble across a very interesting but lost secret of magic that actually shows that they can help people with magic rather than just it being a target on their back constantly. And so they take this knowledge with them and want to use it for good 
hopefully. However, not long after this, they experience a situation where someone very close to them or a patient of theirs uh, becomes terminally ill or just gets severely injured. And in order to save their life, this doctor uses magic to try to save them. It goes horribly wrong and it disgraces them in a medical community and also paints a bigger target on their back than they've ever had before. So now they're on the run with all of these knowledge and all of this secret and so much darkness and disgrace attached to them. What are the motivations of this character? Let's go and start with fear because that's the easiest. They are afraid of discovery. They are on the run. They don't want to be detected by the unseen world or the medical community because it'll only serve to make things worse for them. So they are actively avoiding all those things as much as possible. Next, we will go over their desire, though, which is in direct contrast to the fear. They want understanding. They want to understand their powers. They want to understand the unseen world that they've continued to explore and just beginning to truly grasp. And so there's always this pull to learn more about it, even though they know it's probably a good idea to stay away from it. That's a good push and pull so far. Let's say that their strength is that they're determined. Maybe they're not the most immediately intellectually talented uh, at being a doctor, but they work really, really hard. They obtain their knowledge and their intelligence through very, very hard work and diligence to get to where they are. So they will work through anything as long as they set their mind to it. However, their flaw is what's really going to get them in the end. Their flaw is their duty. As a doctor, they have promised and made an oath as a medical professional to help people when they are capable of doing so. There will probably come another time when they will be put in a situation where only they can actually truly save someone's life. And even though they're afraid of discovery, it might push them to overcome their fear because their flaw is that they have to help people and that they want to help people. This could be good and it could be bad, but it has only served to deter them in the past. So that is a pretty simple way of defining a character. We like to play with secret motivations, meaning that we play without realizing or knowing what any of the motivations of their characters are, because we love it when they clash. So as these next few episodes go along and they're very roleplay heavy, kind of think about what motivations all of these characters have and what it is that all of these characters truly want. We are so very thankful for those who have come this far and listened to our podcast. We hope that you are continuing to enjoy the story and these characters. Please, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear them on the Discord or uh, in the comment section. Please share with your friends if you like this story. We really want to work on building a community so that we can share the story with as many people as possible because we love it so very much and have desperately really wanted to share it with as many people as we can. Again, thank you so much for your support, and have a wonderful rest of your year. still doesn't respond he starts shaking a little bit but keeps walking 
Brienne is becoming concerned for Caden. <laughs> but he'll remain quiet for the, for a little longer, knowing not to push too far into any subjects that All may right. not okay. involve him. <laughs> a few minutes later, Brienne sees two figures in the distance. A man and a woman. Shoot. Does anyone else see those two in front of us? No one else sees anything. Just emptiness. Great, now we're all hallucinating. I don't see anything. Are we are we stop? Are we gonna take a break now? Or are we gonna are well, we just let's not, let's not take a break. We have we don't know how far we need to go before we can open another way. We gotta keep moving. Look at you. You disappoint us. Mm, uh, I think Rand would probably recognize who these are. Yeah. <laughs> you call yourself Spirit Guard? Look. Look at all the time you think. Rand just stops walking right there and he just starts crying. Because, <laughs> no. <laughs> Rand, what are you doing? Just shakes his head. Uh, nothing, just taking a short breath, that's all. Gotta keep going. Are you sure you're all right? Uh, I think being here is a little, been here a little too long already, I think. Okay, uh, let's go. And he just starts walking again. Rian feels a hand on his shoulder. <laughs> I'm not sure if I should be terrified or not, but Rian looks to his whole... No, it's there. The feeling's gone. And Rian just rubs his eyes. Okay. Uh, Rian, are you okay? Like, I realize none of this is okay, but are you okay? Probably could be better. No, I just thought I saw my parents, is all. Okay, hold on. Not is all. Will you explain exactly what's happening to you? Because we're in some weird magic realm, and you don't just see your parents no, that, that's in a weird magic realm. That is all. I, I thought I saw my parents. Are they currently living? No, they're not. Um, ghosts? Question mark? Let's not talk to anyone that we may or may not see. And let's just, let's just keep walking. Let's just stay focused. Just close your eyes if you need to. Sorry, Caden. But, I mean, you've got goggles on anyway, so you're probably fine. That won't help. Uh, why do you say that? Because the ghosts of my past are haunting me too tonight. Huh. Awesome. Can I haven't said awesome in years. Can, I'm really cracking. Can we please get out of here before the myriad of spirits come and take me with them? <laughs> yeah. And that's actually when Voltaire sees what could be mistaken for a mob on the horizon. Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh no. You see people that you have killed, people that you have failed. You see priests, you see villagers, you see warriors, you see a host of people, three centuries worth. Holy crap. Most of everyone's past. Oh, this. All this. of them decrying your sins. Oh, this is... What? Let's let's put it this way. I have a fair amount more skeletons in my closet than anyone here, and they're currently coming to get me. How <laughs> fast are they coming? Yeah, moving. Joe, how fast are they coming? We have to go. I don't know. 
Can you try that here? Um, yeah, I, I can. I can work on it. And that is when it shifts. Oh, Help! Oh. And we're stuck in what part of the forest this time? The light is now gone. We are in a section of forest so thick that it blocks out the sunlight. Just tiny, tiny bits of sunlight streaming in through the canopy. And there are things moving in the shadows. Are we... Voltaire's going to light a fire. With what? With oh, another bottle. Lighter. Liquor and a lighter. How many bottles do you have? Don't ask questions. As you said, the whole forest on fire, wonderful. It'll give us the ability to see. Uh, so when you do that, Joan's like, uh, one second? <laughs> okay, okay. How are we on the ghost front, everyone? My, no one sees any more ghosts. I, I don't see anything. Everything looks fine, save for this dark forest we're in. Lumiere, a bright silver light glows from the tip of her wand, illuminating the forest around us. What do we, do we see? see? We see... How best to describe these things? Oh I'm gonna cry. <laughs> You're gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. We see what could be described as trees. Could be described as women. Neither are correct. Oh, flip. Uh, no. Neither what? correct. No. Both are usually terrible. No. no. We see beings with skin-like bark. They are vaguely human shaped, but their limbs are far too long and far too thin. Their legs and arms are both twice the length that they should be. Hair of leaves and their faces look like if you had taken a woman's face and stretched it out, and then just carved that into bark. What? Delicious. And they back away from the light, hissing. Good. Okay, so they're not friendly. Oh, and I forgot to mention, um, you know how their limbs are twice as long as they should be? So are their fingers, which end in talons. <laughs> um, knowledge check? What the heck are these things? <laughs> That's burning it lightly. These are, this is knowledge supernatural. I have rank two knowledge three. I have fey things question mark. They are fey things. Okay. I have fey things honorarily written on my character sheet. That, that gives you one good eye, and then you get two okay. good from your corruption book. Your yeah, agent. I'm corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> How, why does this always happen to me? Because you, you choose to. <laughs> so these are a particular strain of dryad. The particularly uh, brutal variety. Nice. Uh, They're the spirits of of trees that kill other trees as they grow. Oh, so they're an invasive species. Oh, that makes me feel so warm and fuzzy on the inside. They they suck the life out of other plants in order to what about other grow themselves? What about other bees? Well, oh no, Jonathan don't, made. Don't ask questions you don't want to know the answer. It's true. Jonathan made a face. Okay. Well, do we want to try moving, or do we want to just sort of stand here and wait till we go back to the ghost realm? I would much rather just open the way and get out of this thrice damned place before it kills us. Though we have to keep a light source to keep these things back, which Joan can't keep up. While doing the way I take it. Uh, yeah, I can't cast two spells at the same time. Uh, then let's light something on fire. Is, are there any, uh, ooh. Are there any sticks that are unattached to things? Well, yeah, this is a whole forest. There are several of these things around us, but they are not the only plants around us. 
Yes. Is there anything on our feet that we can use to make a fire? <laughs> or a torch. Yes. Or a torch. There's tons of roots beneath our feet, which are moving slowly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I hate plants. I hate plants, especially the variety that want to kill me. Thanks. Uh, to um, be fair, Voltaire, I think you hate everything, to be truly honest. Yeah, at this point... That's because most know. things are trying to kill me. That is a very valid point still, yes. Yeah, fair point. Joan, do you want to lower that fire a little bit closer to the ground, maybe? Just while we figure out what to do. <laughs> okay, yeah, Joan lowers it and the roots retreat. Okay. Oh. Any workable All right. sticks? Any twigs or branches that are not attached to anything. And not moving. Are there okay. any nearby? Yeah. Then Within we're going to build a fire. Yes. When you reach out towards the plants... One of the dryads hisses and comes closer. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's not do that. All right, maybe, yeah. maybe. I guess uh, we just need to wait this out until the other wolf comes Reed, back. Reed's gonna take out his flashlight and just turn it on, see if that does anything. Nothing. Uh, In their eyes, they hiss at you and lean in a bit. Now we can see them when they kill us. Thanks, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Reed, Reed uh, I, turns off the light. I think I think Caden I think Caden is right. Fire, bad idea. Mm-hmm. Moving, bad idea. Apparently. Moving, bad idea. Mm-hmm. Fighting these things, suicide. Moving mm-hmm. <laughs> is our best option now. Yeah, I also just realized that even if uh, we could light a fire, probably not the best to light. Make a way here, just because I'm gonna guess, just from what we've seen, that this is more Gauss's realm. I'm not sure I want to port directly to any place on Earth that's closely linked to Morgaus's realm. That is a very good point. Yeah, mm-hmm. best if we avoid her at all costs. Well, to be fair, most of the time on Earth there aren't freaky tree things walking around. Yeah, but um, she can open ways too. Why hasn't she? Well, she pro- maybe has. It's probably hard for her to pinpoint where we are when we keep hopping back and forth between her realm and wherever that other place is. There's always a silver lining, I guess. Some mm. silver lining. However, I just realized that might be the danger of standing still. Gives her more time to find us. Okay. Well, as long as we stay within your light and your light doesn't go out, we won't die. I was scaring these things, but I don't know if it would scare more gals. If we move from here, then we can keep up the not being able to pinpoint our location. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, okay, I get what you mean. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, stay close, everybody. Right. Yeah, let's go. Hayden's actually going to grab onto somebody to stay close instead. Who are you going to grab onto? Um, Joan, if he can, I guess. Um, yeah, so Joan, like, hesitantly walks towards one of the dryads, and it, like, backs away. And so she's just keeping her light low to the ground so no roots wrap around her ankles. Everyone's she... staying within like three inches of her as we walk. And we, yeah, start walking. And the dryads remain in a circle around the group. That's terrifying. That is so scary. And once the light moves an area, they step in. Uh, please, please, please. And we're back in the salt flats. Oh, bless. Every, I'm going to say that every time we switch, huh? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm actually happy to be back here. It's only comparatively better right now. Would now be an appropriate time to start working on getting this out of here? Yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, to... I would. I would love to get out of here before <laughs> a certain person from my past comes to visit. 
Brian feels the hand on his shoulder again. Looks. Um, and this time he sees his parents, but their faces are gaunt, almost skeletal. The flesh. Slightly mortified at that. <laughs> um, Joan, if you could please carry that out a bit. <laughs> Why? Uh, ghosts of the past. Let's just say that. Just try not to look at them, okay? Too late. <laughs> you were supposed to be hunting monsters, not helping them. Oh, oh flip. Oh, no. Voltaire, tell me that bag of holding is secure. Very. How very? He looks at his pocket, looks back up at you, looks back, looks back up. Pretty secure. Do you know how many people he's killed? How many innocents? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> at first he was thinking that, now he's thinking, oh. That's not a good question. That's not a good he serves demons, the worst of monsters. Oh, Rian is just having a bit of an internal struggle right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Caden feels a hand around his waist. He doesn't. And then he hears a voice from his past. Did you secretly hate me all that time? Is that why you did it? Why? Is this like being whispered into his ear? Yeah. Why did you kill me? He doesn't look. He doesn't say anything as he visibly starts to shake again. All right. And Voltaire, <laughs> you are like, you can't see the group anymore as you are surrounded by a crowd. A woman is standing there like, I had two kids and a husband who loved me. Why? And an old priest. I just, I just wanted to save the souls of those in my care. <laughs> and just this cacophony <laughs> of guilt as all of these. You just hear Voltaire. He just started, he sits down with a very dry chuckle. Joan? <laughs> <laughs> Any time would be grace. Voltaire starts to feel them like tugging at him, pulling at him from all directions, <laughs> tugging at his clothes, at his hair. Do other people see like you know? Nope. What does they only see your reactions? He's currently sitting cross-legged on the ground. There's some children pulling at your legs. <laughs> <laughs> children? Oh come! Oh on. yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah, and it was all just business. Does he say that out loud? Yes. Rianne still has his parents, each with now with one hand on each shoulder. He just has his face looking at the ground now. Like, so many innocents he has killed. He's seeing them now. Did you hear him? Just yeah. business. It's probably about now and Rianne just falls to his knees and is just covering his ears. <laughs> And look at her. Look at who? They point to Eliana. <laughs> she becomes more fey every day. It won't be long before there's nothing human left in her. It would be a mercy to kill her now. Um, please, please don't. <laughs> While Voltaire's on the ground, 
being accosted by hundreds. <laughs> one voice sticks out. Oh, flip. Uh, no! This one isn't someone that he killed directly. A familiar voice reaches Voltaire's ears. Was it so easy to forget me? Oh, not you. Please. Oh, please, God, if you ever have been there, please not her. Oh, man, I, uh, I haven't forgotten you. I will never forget you. No? But you forget everything we cared about? <laughs> they killed you. And for that reason, I could never forgive them. And so now you turn your back on everything, finding pleasure anywhere you can. <laughs> it's been, it's been a long while since I can say I've ever truly been happy. It has happened since you've been gone, but it's been, it was a long, long time. And so, while Eliana is just looking at her companions, like, collapsing <laughs> in on themselves. She's particularly focused on Voltaire because he's saying some very interesting things. Yeah. <laughs> she feels a tug at her leg. No, no, no. All right. Does she look down? <laughs> nope. She knows what she's going to see. She doesn't want to see that again. She doesn't want to see that again. You tried to forget me. The voice of a little boy's bed. It's fine. We're fine. This is not... Joan? Joan, how long do we have on that? Um, I'm just... Sorry, it's hard to... Fo I, it takes a lot of focus to do this, and it's really distracting right now. Sorry. I don't know what's going on with Voltaire or Rian and Caden's shaking like a chihuahua. <laughs> I'll I'll have it up. I just I just think I need to focus. Alright, just try and focus. We'll be fine. Okay, yeah, all of you hold it in there. Sure. So as she says that, Caden's reaching up towards his hat to grab that feather that uh, I mentioned in the last session. Mm -hmm. And he's taking it and he's putting in front of him to smell it. Rian's just crying his eyes out right now. <laughs> the Oh, you're going to do something? Yeah, well, let's see this first. Uh, I'm not sure if I wanted to stay or not. Okay, we're staying in the salt flat. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Probably help Joan with her... Slight praises. Praises in some regard. Um, yeah, the, the, the little boy tugs at Eliana's pant no. right Mm -mm. We're not looking. Eliana's starting to hyperventilate. She's trying to do some deep breathing. Come look at me. You don't want to see what you did? No offense, but not really. And in everyone's visions, the people change slightly. Before they just look kind of gaunt now, they start showing the wounds of their deaths. Oh, Caden hasn't even been looking at her. Rian does not want to live through this a second time. As if the wounds were fresh. Uh, Some start bleeding 
One of Voltaire's victims is holding his head in his hands. Some are burned horribly. We are not looking down. We're not looking down. It's fine. No offense, but I'm just waiting for her to just give in. No. Um, We're compartmentalizing. We're, we got a box. We're shoving it down. We're shoving it down. We're doing deep breathing exercises. We're fine. And finally the way opens. Oh my gosh. Any gush of air coming out of it as it opens? No, but there is sunlight on the there's an actual sun on the other and side. And we can feel it. Okay. Uh, so as Caden had been smelling the feather, his actual mm-hmm. shaking starts to dissipate. And then like upon feeling the sunlight just suddenly appear, mm-hmm. he's gonna start walking towards the way. And like grabs hold of his waist again. Mm-hmm. Stay with me. You know, I never hated you. I could never hate you. Why are you leaving? Because there are things I have to do. And if anything, I really just hate myself. But I'm trying to do better by you. That's why I got to let you go for now. I'm not ready to be with you yet. Come back for me. I will. And he walks towards the way. Brienne's parents are still there. <laughs> Could you do someone else, please, while I'm trying to think? <laughs> uh, Brienne's mom says, like, killing the girl is a mercy. And then his dad says, killing that man is justice. You are a spirit guard. You are a hunter. Do your duty. Would this be like an agency thing right now? <laughs> or not? You want it can be. <laughs> I think narratively this could be. What do you think? Yeah, agency thing here. This is all I'm going to say. Please don't (laughs) kill me. Please, please, no. Does it sound like that's where he's going? Has Rian made any indication in what he said that this is what's going to happen? Or has he just been crying the whole time? He's been crying the whole time. You've got, Struggling. I'm offering two story points. Holy crap, okay. The players currently have two story points in their pool. So, killing them would be accepting it, right? Mm-hmm. Or attempting to. Yes, attempting to kill Eliana and Voltaire. Whether or not you succeed is up for debate. But yes, acting on your, possibly your parents' wishes would be giving in. And if I don't give in, you lose those two, correct? What would you do? I think Rayan would take a deep breath, and though it is my duty as a hunter, these are two hunts that I cannot and will not accept. So he's not going to kill them. He's not giving in. Can you walk in towards the way? Yes. Again, you disappoint us. Uh, Eliana tur- immediately turns around to, to grab onto Voltaire and pull him out of there. The little boy is like, he's no longer tugging on Eliana's leg, but she can feel him directly behind her. Uh, and he like walks up over in front of her, in between her and Voltaire. No, don't do that. What does she do? Does she immediately turn away to keep from seeing him, or does she get a, at least a glimpse here? I think she, I mean, she's like, oh, good, we're out, the way's open, gotta get Voltaire, and we're leaving. So I think she's ah. a little, she's not going to catch him walking in front fast enough for her to look away in time. Okay, yeah, she sees his chest caved in with tire marks. 
okay? Eliana starts full on hyperventilating and she walks around him or tries to. Why can't you look at me? Uh, guys, guys, let's get through the portal. The way is yep. open. Yep, yep. Voltaire, hey, Voltaire, hey, sweetie, baby, let's go. <laughs> the way is open. You're going to have to get a little bit closer to him than that. He currently has a literal mob of people. <laughs> One right next to him, like, caresses his face. You used to be my sweet. Anna, as much as I would love to stay here with you, there is work yet to be done. The devil's work? The work to punish those who took you away from me. Voltaire stands up and turns around. He looks at Eliana, having a full-on panic attack. <sighs> Eliana, it's time for us to go. Christ, come on. Come on. Yep, I, don't you, I don't know what you, who's talking to you, but come on. We go through. <laughs> yes. John follows at the end, and yeah. where are we? <laughs> we are in the Castle Flats. Well, you got part of your leg torn out. It's totally within reason. You know what else is making me not as good as I should be? Being almost dead? A tree that's growing out of my gut. We're going to work on that, like, right now. We're going to try to figure it out. We're eating. We we are. It's fine. I have ten painkiller pills in my purse. I've got four left in my set. We'll kill it with (laughs) painkillers. Exactly. We could be here for a while. And we're going to kill it. Are <laughs> we ready? Yeah. Uh, I need to take a pill. Never mind. Right, take pills. Take Don't judge pot. me for keeping. Your eyes are looking better. I am way. Eliana. I'm, keeping, I'm currently storing pain pills in my, in my <laughs> jar of gum. <laughs> Popping pills. Popping pills, baby. I don't think I don't remember a time when I haven't been popping pills for some reason or another. <laughs> I'll try this at home, kiddos. <laughs> Unless your doctor said to, in which case, yeah, please mean, try it it's out. Not like, it's not like Caitlin's an addict. Like she's got <laughs> medical issues. I'm addicted to making stuff, pretending I'm funny. The Magnus Archives, mm-hmm. and yeah, I saw you and uh, Ben going on your little yeah. tangent. In the yes. Yes. I had another thing that was funnier. 
Oh yeah, cocaine. But that's it. <laughs> yeah, that is funnier. That that that's it. Wow, only that. Addicted oh. to this little boy. I said, look, Coke, right there. Yeah, there it is, right there. there. Bam. Hi, sauce. Hi. There it is. <laughs> and um, quick, what's French for fire or flame? Flame is for smoke. Okay, I'll look it up. Fou, fou. How's that pronounced? Fou. Food? Food. 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 Oh, it's the sound. I guess it makes sense. 